Welcome to Sacktown Royalty After Dark. I suppose I should have played our theme song. Because I've been doing this as a podcast. And I've just been adding the audio file. But next time I'll try to remember to get my guitar and play the theme song. Alright. Off to a great start there. Let's see this. So if you're listening to this, I am trying something different. I am recording this live as a video. And also a podcast. So... That adds a little more engagement, all that good stuff. I'm still working out this format, figuring out how to make it work, but I was thinking, I have a hard time coming up with 20, 25 minutes to talk. If you've listened, there's probably been a lot of ums and stammering. Or I figure this way, I can actually like engage with people live. I don't have to ask for Twitter polls, all that. I can just do this. I could even ask like live Twitter polls and stuff, because... Thanks to some camera trickery on my behalf, I have a computer right below this, so you can't even tell when I'm looking. But here, I've got all the game stats right here. Isn't technology wonderful? Um, Isaiah114 asked what I thought about the refs. Oh, yeah, I do have a family picture in the background. Ooh, hope they know they're famous. But someone asked what I thought about the refs. Now, if you listened to I didn't watch a second of the last game I was gone so two games ago you listen I complained about the refs just as a whole in the NBA I complained about the referees and the way that they just are inconsistent they don't call things the way they should they swallow their whistle when they shouldn't they don't swallow their whistle when they should and then tonight was just amazing oh so someone doesn't like the fan ah the fan the fan thing's broken I will remember that I could actually see why that would be distracting I appreciate that feedback I don't know if I can do anything about it today but next time I will try to remember to turn the fan off because I 100% see how that will happen but I don't want to delay this any further So anyways, back to the referees. The referees tonight had two just unforgivable calls, in my opinions. I'll get to the positives in a second. I don't think this game was nearly as dreary. It looked like it could be for a while. But I don't think it was nearly as dreary as as the other three were. So I'll get to the positives in a while. This won't be all doom and gloom. But I do want to talk about the rest straight off the bat. Because that missed call when De'Aaron Fox was going up for a layup. And to me, it looked like... I don't even remember who fouled him, but to me, it looked like they were intentionally fouling him to avoid a layup. So it wasn't just a missed call. It was a missed call that cost us because I think the player was going for a foul because that looked like someone just trying to prevent an easy layup. And to me, that is unforgivable. If you are an NBA referee, there is someone right under the basket. And they just let that call go. And then a couple calls later, they called what was a foul, but was far less egregiously a foul on the Kings. And stuff like that drives me absolutely crazy. I cannot say that enough. What? (laughs) I do not like inconsistency in refs. To me, that is unforgivable. 
through and through. There is just no ifs, and or buts about it. There, sh if it's a foul on one person, it should be a foul on. If it's a foul on one person, it should be a foul on another. And in this case, if it's just blatant like that, there's no reason not to call that. I don't understand. I refuse to believe a referee saw that play and thought, oh, that was clean, because they were calling far less egregious stuff all night. Tiki-tack stuff, I understand. Someone said I should write a song about that bad call. I wish I, wish I was musically gifted. I should start practicing guitar and piano, because there's two actually right by here. So that I can just be a, like a variety show. But back to referees. What I saw in two plays tonight were two of the most unforgivable plays I've ever seen from referees. The first one, like I said, was just an obvious foul. There's no way around that. If you know... If you know what these rules are, allegedly, which is your job as a referee, you know <laughs> that that was a foul. I think anyone who's watched any basketball knew that was a foul. And then at the end there, to me, this is almost worse. At the end there, you saw what drives me crazy when Buddy Heald was going towards the guy with the ball. And the ref called a foul before he even got there. And then the guy traveled and it didn't even look like Buddy fouled him. You need to call as a referee what you see, not what you anticipate, what you think happened. It has to be what you see. And calls like that just prove my point that referees pick and choose no matter what they say. They pick and choose what is a foul and what is not a foul. And there's just no place for that in the NBA. None whatsoever. So I would like your guys' comments on that. I am going to just make sure that this is all going live. Yeah. Who said that? I, I can't re I'm on a phone. Westside Gandhi. Said on a positive note, we didn't get blown out tonight. I liked most of what I saw tonight. I wanted to start with a negative so that we could have a little fun tonight. If this wasn't the game that made us 0-4, it would be much more fun. But, like, if we were... 2-1 right now. This made us 2-2. Two two. It would be much more forgivable. But someone asked, I the question went away. Somebody asked if refs should be fined for fouls. I don't understand what the, what the system is for punishing refs on bad calls. To me, it should be public if they are punished for them. Players, if a player says the wrong thing to a referee, they're punished in public. So if a referee does it, I see no reason why. I know some people hold referees in a high regard. I do not. I don't understand why they're so sacrosanct. They choose their job. Um, if they're getting yelled at, sometimes I understand. I know guys complain after every call, but we do every anytime there's any sort of transparency. Now I agree that the two minute things, which I think they got rid of this year, the two the last two minute reports were kind of pointless, but. I wish the NBA would actually do things to punish referees who are bad at their jobs. They don't do anything. Joey Crawford had to threaten to fight someone, and that's the only time I remember a referee getting um, suspended. And Tim Donahue had to gamble on games he was officiating. 
that shouldn't, I'm not saying they need to be perfect, but there are certain calls where I just firmly believe the NBA needs to come out and say, that was a bad call. There's no excuse. I understand there's a union they have to work with and whatnot, but come on. But anyways, I'm going to go to the positive stuff now. And the positive number one, obviously, is Rashawn Holmes. This was what I wanted from him when we signed him. I'm not going to lie and say I knew everything about him, but this was what I wanted from everything. If you pay attention to Aaron Bruski, Aaron Bruski warned us all. I'm not saying Aaron Bruski is a prophet or anything, but I'm not saying he isn't a prophet. That dunk at the end is the early dunk of the year. Now, maybe there's a better one I haven't seen yet, but that was a nasty poster. A lot of people pretend that posters are like if someone's behind a player and they just happen to be in the area code, that's a poster. But no, what we saw tonight at the end of the game, at a huge moment of the game, was the exact type of dunk that Willie Cauley-Stein would have tried over the last four years and missed. Um, ooh, special anniversary. Hold on. Isaiah 114. Ooh, this, let's see, that would be the 17th anniversary. This is fun. This would be the 17th anniversary of the Rick Fox and Doug Christie fight. Which is also absurd because I want to say that was the first preseason game. Shows you. Um, someone says I'm stupid, which I won't disagree with. Someone else says... Um, that's a crazy funny coincidence. I'm assuming the Doug Christie fight. Yeah. But that is an, that's an important moment in King's history. 30 seconds into an NBA game. I don't believe I'm exaggerating. I believe it was about 30 seconds into a preseason NBA game. And those type of tempers flared. That rivalry was something else. And I don't care what smarmy Lakers fans say about the Kings, that wasn't a rivalry. You have to win. If you needed the refs to win that one, it was a rivalry. Just no question about it. It was a rivalry. But back to Rashawn Holmes. I'm going to pull up my stat sheet. Kobe hands. Kobe stands. Bleh. I agree. That was Shamus Tate who said that. Ooh, we got a hot take prediction whatever you want to call from west side gandhi they think that they think that rashawn holmes is going to embarrass Giannis. that's that's a take and a half right there but i'm behind it i love hot takes someone said investigate 02 someone investigate 2019 i firmly believe games like that they shouldn't be overturned that's getting ridiculous but there should be public there should be public um repercussions for games that are called like tonight's games. Refs got sentenced for that game. No, that's kind of a... Kings fans, I think we've kind of blended it with Tim Donahue. And Tim Donahue wasn't one of the refs in that game. I think that's kind of a urban legend at this point. Tim Donahue claims that the NBA said to crack down and try to make a game seven. Which... I think I think David Stern was dirty. I wouldn't be shocked. I'm not saying he did do that, but I think David Stern was much dirtier than he gets credit for. But Tim Donahue wasn't in that game. I don't think there was any 
anything past people complaining about it, and they're still complaining about it 17 years later. 17 years, by the way. Next year, that Western Conference Finals will be able to vote. And it should, because everybody should vote. Um, let's see. Someone says, Fire Walton. I will not confirm nor deny whether that is my sentiment. But back to the game, you know? Back to the game. Honestly, positives tonight. Jokic, 9-13-2. I will take that in a heartbeat. That was 28 minutes. He played less minutes than he normally would. But I will take a 9-13-2 from Jokic anytime we're playing him. The Kings did have some defensive breakdowns, even though at the end of the game, it was 101-94. That's a, in the modern NBA, that's about as good a defense as you can ask for. They had some lapses. They had their third quarter breakdown. I was impressed after the call when they were initially flustered and gave up those five calls, five calls, those five points. I was impressed that they were able to regain their composure. They, after that call, they went on and they actually scored, I believe, the next 10 points of the game after that run. There was also, someone someone said this, there was also on Jokic a call that someone caught, missed call, I should say, in the backcourt. He kind of appeared to shoulder check. Um, was it Buddy? Was it Harrison Barnes? I don't remember who it was. But he appeared to stop and kind of trip them, which I believe any contact. I don't believe that backcourt screens should be legal. It's just dangerous. Guys are running full speed off, and, and there should just not be a way to stop that. I, I firmly believe backcourt screens and all of, all of that should just be illegal in any form. And in that case, even if it was Jokic being too slow, it looked too obvious. It did not look like it was an accidental contact. Back to the score sheet, though. Stat sheet, I should say. Probably the least surprising stat. Leader in plus minus tonight, Rashawn Holmes. Rashawn Holmes outplayed Jokic. 24 points, 13 rebounds. Now, you cannot get two more opposite roles than those two. Buddy struggled like crazy tonight. But he came on at the end. Someone asked what his percentage was. Buddy shot 15.4. And I think I tweeted this after last game. But if your game's percentage is a bad batting average, it's not good. Um, Trevor Ariza was at like 18% before the last game. Or maybe that was after the last game. He had a stretch tonight, Trevor Ariza. I still don't like Trevor Ariza at 22 minutes. I just don't. There's no way I will like that. But, yeah, I'm going to complain about the coaching a lot this year. Deal with it. But he was 3 for 5. I think all those might have been in the first quarter. Um, I will say he didn't force things like he was doing. Bogdan Bogdanovich, I didn't realize he shot as poorly as he did tonight too. But Bogdan Bogdanovich was 2 for 12. We've got to have... Between Buddy, Bogey, and Fox, we have to have at least two of those guys, especially with Bagley out. At least two of those guys have to be on. We're we're lucky we were in this game tonight with two of those guys shooting that poorly. Rashawn Holmes helped us out. And Rashawn Holmes, 
I want more 24 and 13 games from him, but I want that on top of other great games. De'Aaron Fox was great tonight. De'Aaron Fox looks like he's shooting well this season, at least in stretches. Um, I don't have his season stats in front of me. Ooh, ooh! Someone said that if you t- if you're looking for medical um, supplies, I'll call them. You could just tell the doctor that you are a Kings fan, and they'll give it to you. I'm guessing that's like stress or something. I don't know. I won't tell you what kind of doctors they're talking about, but I think you can use your imagination. Let's go to the people. Give me your questions and comments, and then I'll go back to this. To those listening at home, I will figure out how to make this more seamless conversation. I completely understand it's an awkward change from video to audio. I'm going to try to figure out how to manage that. And you guys, whether it's on here or you want to hit me up on Twitter at the real, real the blah, 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 the real Brad G, hit me up with ideas. I'm trying to figure this out. I'm still new to this podcasting thing since July, but I had to take some time off in the middle of that, and I'm still only like eight episodes deep. A lot of people calling for Holmes to start, which I agree completely. And. Somewhat, I'm just I'm gonna stop trying to read the names because then I have to look too much. If you can see my glasses, you know why. But yeah, the defense tonight was great. The Nuggets were locked in. That is part of the reason Buddy and Bogey struggled. But we have to figure that out. These are the teams we're gonna be playing if we make the playoffs. So we have to figure that out. And there are times where the offense seems a little stagnant. There were some lineups tonight with all the positive that I didn't like. I did not think that the beginning of the fourth quarter was the time to unleash that experimental lineup with Corey Joseph, who I believe has a role in this team. I don't think he's been used properly in that role, but I do think he has a role on this team. Holmes plays like Willie, but better. Yeah, games like tonight, were, which Willie had some games like tonight, but I could see more consistent not necessarily 24 and 13. I'm not crazy. That would make him like a superstar center. But as far as effort-wise, if we can get 15 and 8 from Holmes, if he's getting minutes and that kind of effort, I would love it. I maintain that dunk at the end. That that was the type of dunk we saw Willie Cauley-Stein miss so many times. Am I missing anyone who... There were a lot of bad performances tonight, actually. As far as field goal percentage and whatnot, that was kind of a early 2000s game. Someone said, I saw fight tonight. That gives me hope. Yeah, you know. said, if this wasn't us going 0-4, I think this loss, even with the bad calls, would be easier to digest. Honestly, talking to you guys is helping me because I like seeing a little positivity here. I might make these the normal. I like the interaction. My thoughts on Deadman so far? My thoughts on Deadman so far is he's been disappointing, but he was, I believe it was Omer when I, I was, we were talking earlier. Omer said Deadman was brought in to play besides ba- beside Bagley. And I think that's where he's going to prosper. I think he hurts in the role he's in right now. Maybe we could try, I don't remember if we've tried too much Deadman and Holmes, but if Holmes is playing like tonight, I think he could play next to Deadman. But Deadman I think Deadman is never going to be a statistical beast, but he can help us. But Bagley, or even Giles, really needs to be there. So, 
Deadman has been disappointing, but not as disappointing as Trevor Ariza was before tonight. Uh, someone asked why Corey Joseph could be used better. I don't. I want him to be used in better lineups. His playmaking has been less than desirable, but I want us to keep some starters in more than we do and give Corey Joseph a little more time to shine. I don't think we're giving him a fair chance. I, Not us fans. I don't think as a team we're giving him a fair chance. And those are my thoughts on that. Other than that, let's see. Am I, let me know if you're in the chat right there. Let me know if I've missed anything. We covered Rashawn Holmes. We covered referees. We covered Buzz, Buddy. Do you see Buddy and Bogey buzzer beaters this season? Buddy and Bogey buzzer beaters. No matter what you're doing right now, try to say that five times fast. Buddy and Bogey buzzer beaters. 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 I did it. I'm a genius. I just looked it up, and being able to say that means that I am inarguably one of the smartest people on earth. Um, Harrison Barnes. I will give Harrison Barnes this. Harrison Barnes is overrated. He is. I think he's overrated because of the money he makes. I don't mean that in, like, any knock on him. I think he's overrated in the sense there's unfair expectations. But what he's done for this team is what I want him to be doing. I was worried when we brought him over he might try to do too much. And I like what he does on this team from last year to this year. Um, he's kind of letting himself get the little garbage moments. He makes smart plays. I've noticed quite a few times now he has actually been the basket that kind of gets things going when the Kings are struggling. He seems to be well poised. He seems to be a decent, decent leader. Someone says they prefer him over Rudy Gay. I don't know if I'll go that far. I think Rudy Gay, the version we had, is better than Harrison Barnes. I think Rudy Gay was just misused. He, I think Rudy Gay wasn't given the chance to be as good as he could be here. I think if we got like the version of Rudy Gay we got, not post-Achilles Rudy Gay, who's still good? Rudy Gay is actually very good on the Spurs. But if we got the version of Rudy Gay over last season instead of Harrison Barnes, I think that is an improvement, obviously, in the league where that happens. Rudy Gay was so inefficient with us, says someone else. I agree. I believe in the right system, which the Kings often fail at. The... Ah, I lost my thought there. I believe in the right system that the Kings often fail at, that Rudy Gay, so many of these guys who struggled here would have been fine. Um, Rudy Gay also kind of got the worst of the Kings when... They had him sign that extension and then fired the coach who was here tonight. Why aren't expectations higher for Barnes? We expect so much from Buddy, Bogey, and Fox. Because I think Barnes is... He's a complimentary piece to those three. And he's not the type we should be relying on. He's an expensive piece, but he's about the best we're going to get in that complimentary role. Guys like him are actually very hard to get. Which is why he is so expensive to get here. But... That's kind of why to me. If There will be games where he's outright bad. But Harrison Barnes is a good player. I I think he... Yeah. He's overrated by his pay. He might be underrated by fans. 
Does Bogey last the whole year in sack? Yeah, I think so. I hope we get I hope we give Bogey a green light off the bench and he starts performing, which I've liked. I forget which game it was. Was that the second game or the first game? I really liked what I saw from him. I think there's no reason to get rid of Bogey unless it's a grandfather offer. If unless we're getting unless we're taking on someone we don't see right now, maybe. I don't think anyone's off the table that that way. Fox, Bagley, and Buddy are probably pretty much off limits given some insane godfather offer. But I imagine everyone else on this roster is probably expendable. Vivek spendable either even. With that, I'm trying to remember if there's anything else. We need Barnes to activate 2015 Warriors mode. Yeah, well, for him to do that, we need Buddy Heal to shoot like Stephen Clay, De'Aaron Fox to shoot <laughs> decently, and all that. Um, that was a very ideal situation. Yeah, we need an Andre Iguodala <laughs> to help us defend... You know, I think that's kind of where what I mean when Harrison Barnes gets overrated. He was a valuable member of that team, but you know what he was doing on that team and what he's going to be expected to do on a Mavericks or Kings are just two completely different things. I'm getting compliments on my Mortal Kombat shirt. I was actually going to change it to a Kings-related shirt, and I forgot to. So thank you. This is good video content for the podcast portion. And while I'm at it, if you've been listening to the Sacktown Royalty Show, I appreciate it. Like I said earlier, please give me comments, advice, all that. I like constructive criticism, all that. Just send it to me, DM it to me, whatever. But I'm really wanting ideas, especially for guests. I think that's where I'm kind of keeping it close to Sacktown Royalty right now, but I would love to get guests, even if they're guests that support other teams. I want to get some fun guests on here. So give me all these ideas, and I would appreciate it greatly. We're not going to do this on air, but I would love that. Unless there's anything else. Am I missing anything? You, the live viewers. Am I missing anything right now? If not, thank you guys. I love you all. Hopefully, this can be a game that we can build off of. Hopefully the refs can do their job for once in their miserable lives. Hopefully we can get this Rashawn Holmes more often. Um, I'm hoping they do give him the start next time. He's earned it. Although I do like him off the bench. In a perfect world, I think he's off the he's off the bench doing this. But I want a coach who staggers the minutes better to make off the bench seem more like a starter, if that makes sense. The Manu Ginobili off the bench roll, which obviously it's two completely different players, but I'm hoping that's the case. Oh, I need to bring back the curly straws. But with that, I thank you all for watching, for listening if you're not live. I'm, I think I'm going to keep the video format. I like it. For those listening, I, I want your advice too. I want to make this as seamless as simulcast as humanly possible. So please, give me advice.
If I do something weird with my voice, which I know I do, let me know. Like if I go quiet, if I just randomly go high pitched for no reason. Not that I would ever do that, but please just let me know. But anyways, thank you for listening to the show, watching the show. I will, I can say I see you guys later this time. That's amazing. I appreciate you all, and I will see you next time. I will have an official episode of the podcast, hopefully Wednesday. But they're all on the same feed. If it's labeled STR After Dark, that means it is a post-game show. If not, it's a podcast or an emergency podcast. Thank you all. I will see you next time. Come on.